0: Um, Woo! Good to be here this morning. How are we? Good. Most of you are smiling, which is really encouraging. Um, I'm going to, let's just take 30 seconds to, I don't know, maybe just ask the Holy Spirit for what you want this morning because he wants to give good gifts to his children this Father's Day as we've just heard. So take 30 seconds and just lift whatever is on your heart before God this morning. He already knows, but he loves it when we come to him in faith. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Make your needs known to him. Jesus, thank you for... Being even better than we think you are. Being even more willing than we could ever know to meet all of our needs and more. God, we acknowledge that you don't just want to give out daily bread, but you also like giving out cake. That you give us more than we need. You give us the things that we desire in our heart. And Holy Spirit, as we bring our needs, as we bring our thoughts to you today, I ask that you would manifest Jesus as the answer in every single instance, in every single life, in every single household represented here today. That your name may be glorified. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, I do that because it's such a good way just to remind ourselves that God is a personal God. God is a God who cares about the needs of our hearts and the desires of our hearts. And when somebody comes to speak to you on a Sunday morning, it's unlikely that they'll tick all the boxes that you've come that need ticking. And so it's a good thing to do just to be in the habit of pausing in his presence and saying, God, here's all the stuff, help, making it known to him. Because as a father, as a good father, he doesn't just want us to come to him when we need stuff and he doesn't just want us to know that he's good and so have done with it and not really chat to him. He wants us to come every morning, every moment that we think of him to come. And to say, God, here I am. Warts and all, I don't pretend to be perfect in your presence, O oh God. But I know that you're enough for me. I've been listening to a song recently. Some of you may know it. It's by Damien Rice. called Trusty and True. It's got beautiful harmonies, but that's by the by. It's... Um, got a lovely ending to this song and it just says come over and over again come however you are just come come with friends, come with foes come with fear, come with love, come with sorrows and songs come and let yourself be wrong come however you are and it's true that the Father, the good Father that we know would have us come just as we are today with our joy because of some of that in me, but also with our needs, because I got a lot of those, and to say, God, I come just as I am, before the great I am, who knows all, who sees all, who knows the end from the beginning, who can and will do exceedingly, abundantly, far greater than all I could ask, hope, dream, imagine, think. Woo! He's a good God. All right, getting into it now. Warmed up. (laughs) So, this morning we are starting a new series on miracles. Everybody say, woo! Good, okay. So, I'm going to get this out of the way, because I'm not going to pretend that I've got notes. Okay. (laughs) So, miracles. Our God is a God of miracles. We know that, don't we? Okay. Quick survey, today we're on June the 19th, Father's Day. Who has seen a miracle so far in 2016 by way of, show it, by way of hands. Okay, that's wonderful news. Okay, who has seen a miracle since the beginning of June, so in the last 19 days? Good. <laughs> yes, you were there. Okay. Okay, who's seen a miracle in the last seven days? Wonderful news. Who's seen a miracle already today that they are aware of? You have. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to embarrass you. I just thought your hand was raised. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, our God is a God of miracles. And I'm not going to get fussy on semantics. Is that the right word? Nearly the right word. Semantics. What do I mean? Let's not be fussy. Okay. What I mean is... What I mean is that I'm not going to get into the detail of what is a miracle, you know, the fact that we woke up this morning, I'm breathing now, all that kind of stuff. I know that you know what I mean when I say, have you seen a miracle? Okay. So we are talking today about daily life with Jesus Christ. This series on the miraculous is nothing more than daily life with Jesus Christ. You cannot add anything to that. That is as good as it gets, and that's not a bad thing. Because life with Jesus is what dreams are made of, people. Life with Jesus is full of the miraculous. If I wake up and I'm aware of the presence of God with me, and I'm aware of what he is like and who he is as a good father, ready and waiting to give good gifts to his children. In fact, he doesn't even wait till I wake up most of the time. I get dreams, I wake up speaking in tongues, I wake up laughing, whatever. But he's ready and waiting to give good gifts to his children whenever we want to receive them. And so this series on the miracles, not that I'm doing the whole thing, but we're going to begin it today. This series on the miracles is not just about, you know, um, miracles, is it? It's about a life with Jesus and the overflow of a love relationship with the miracle maker, out of which miracles come. We follow Jesus, miracles follow us. Signs follow, so we don't go after them, but... If we don't expect for them, it's unlikely that we'll see them released. Because when you walk around knowing that miracles can and will happen, what you do is you pray like they will, you see people like they will, you pray like they will, you act like they will, you create an environment that anticipates the miraculous. And ultimately, that's what we should be doing, and that's who we are as people. You all are miracles waiting to happen. Everybody say, I am a miracle. miracle. Yes. (laughs) So good. So Jesus Christ walked on the earth. We saw so many miracles as he was walking around on the earth, didn't we, that we read about in the books of the Bible. But it's not enough. It's not enough that we would just read them and say, wasn't that nice? Wasn't that a good thing? It's not enough for the heart of God to say, I sent my son The heart of God says, I'm still sending my sons. I'm still sending my daughters. Because everywhere you go, a miracle is needed. And the reason that you're a miracle is not just because you can pray for somebody and see a miracle. It's because you're the sent one. It's because what you carry has the power to change the way that people think. What you carry has the power to break the chains of despair and hopelessness. When you walk into a room, you can change the atmosphere. You know you can do that because you can, you can manipulate people's emotions, can't you? When you walk into the room angry and cross, upset, moody, whatever. It changes the way that people respond. It changes the way that people feel. And the same is so in the, in the supernatural world. In, in the world that we walk in with Jesus, if we have an awareness of just what's going on around us, of the Orlando shootings, of what happened to Joe Cox, if we only have an awareness of the bad news and not of, oh, but the stars and the galaxies and the Milky Way, and he holds and sustains the universe in which I live, if we only have that and not that, we are not going to see miracles. He, That's probably an exaggeration. He's very kind, and he'll do them anyway. But we'll see more if we live with an awareness and an expectation that God is going to do them. I am, you'll be pleased to hear, going to consult my Bible here. And I'm going to read from the Message Translation from Romans 12. It says, So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Embracing what God can do for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down. Okay, so we have a choice here, people. We have a choice about whether we allow the culture around us to define how we think about miracles. We can turn aside to a God who is bigger. We can turn aside to the miracle maker. I often say when somebody comes for prayer for a miracle, I often say the miracle maker is here. Behold, the miracle maker is here. Because when Jesus walks into the room, everything changes. We were on the way down to Basingstoke on Friday as a band, as a team, as a group of friends, really. But we now have a name because we accidentally wrote an album. Um, So we were on our way down to Basingstoke to do their Friday night worship on Friday. And we stopped at the Starbucks, as you do, on the way down, like good Christians, have a coffee, speak to some people. And um, we were just chatting, but The lady who was serving us, I just really felt drawn to her, and I had a couple of maybe 30-second conversations, and God was kind in that there weren't many people in there. It wasn't a busy place, so I just kind of was chatting to her in and out, and then she took a break. She went for a um, cigarette outside, so we were still chatting as friends, and I just felt this nudge, you know, and it wasn't that that I knew that it was the Holy Spirit. I just felt compassion towards her, and I just thought, oh, if only she knew. How loved she is. And so it wasn't that I thought, God is telling me I must go and speak to her. I just had this move of, com- I was moved with compassion. And um, when we're moved with compassion, it kind of creates this desire to actually move and go and do something with it. It says that when Jesus was moved with compassion, it was often followed by a miracle. He's not moved with compassion because that's a feeling of the Father's heart. He's moved with compassion because the Father is calling him to go he's sending him you're a sent one you're a miracle being sent full of compassion great so I saw this girl having a break outside went to go and chat to her and um I just said hey I know this sounds strange perhaps but we're um actually a Christian band and we're on tour this weekend just doing some stuff and um I just really felt like God spoke to me for you and he said oh that's funny and I thought well you don't really know how funny it is because he hasn't actually said anything yet I'm just coming, thinking, I've been moved with compassion, so something good is going to happen. Good. So then I said to her, and he just wants to let you know how much he really loves you. And I could see that she was moved by that, but I, I did ask God, and I just said, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to Rachel? And um, I, I just saw that she was having issues within her family, that things with her family were very tough, um, and that she'd be having something specific had happened that had caused her to be frightened and um, something else about perseverance or something. Anyway, so I shared this with her. And she just started to cry. And she said, you know, um, I don't know how you know this. I don't know how you know that. Um, But it's really strange that you say it because um, my mum's got cancer. My dad's left. I was in a car crash last week. And I just feel, like, hopeless, she said. I just feel like I don't really... Know what I'm doing. She said, I've quit my job. I'm not going to be working here much longer. I don't know what's next. So um, I said, well, can I just pray for you? She was like, yeah, of course. So I just prayed. her. I just prayed a really simple blessing. I just pray that Jesus would reveal himself to you that he'd reveal your love to you and that all of these things you would know peace over. He's got, your, he's got his hand on your life. I told her that he knows the desires of her heart. I told her that he knew her before she was born. These are really simple things that we take for granted but when somebody says something like that to somebody for the first time it has the power to change their world. She had a compass tattoo on her arm among many other tattoos and um, just so happens that James, this isn't a plug for his CD but you can buy them at the back, James has written an album and he's called it Compass and the compass that she had on her arm was very similar to the one that is on his album so um, I just thought, oh, I'll just get you an album, you know, ran to the car, got JT, thanks, J. Ran to the car, got an album, and said, oh, we'll give you a Room 1 project one as well. And, you know, we've written a song called All Worked Out. We've got it all worked out. It's quite jolly, really. And, um, When we actually wrote that song, we were standing in a room with an anorexic girl who was very unwell, and her life's been turned around, and I believe, well, I saw over that season of her life, as we used to sing that and pray in warfare over her, that something changed, she was transformed. I get so distracted by all the good stuff that God's doing. CDs for sale, James, compass, arm, lady, back to business. So she had this compass on her arm, and I said to her, you know, what's that about? She's like, oh, I don't really know. And I said, well, you know, maybe God's just speaking to you about your journey or whatever, Gave her a CD, got James to sign it, thank you, and um, gave her these albums. And she was kind of just busy at that point. She was back behind the Starbucks shelf just working. Um, But I really sensed that something had landed with Rachel on that day. That when Room One Project, or just us group of friends, walked into Starbucks, the atmosphere actually changed because the presence of God walked in. Now, I know I'm not naive, and I know that I could have walked out of that Starbucks without having had that conversation with Rachel. I know that. And so it's a call, really, to to be aware of the compassion and when you're moved with compassion and how God wants to move when you're moved with compassion. If I were to be somebody who just (laughs) took in all the rubbish that culture wants to land on me, my world would be a very different place. I can't afford to do that. I can't afford for my reality to be dictated by the reality of people who are almost continually grumpy around me. It's not going to work. But I have to make a choice. I have to make a choice to say, God, what you've given me is an even greater reality than what I see on a day-to-day basis. We speak a lot about this whenever I go places. I always talk about God's reality, and I call them holy updates. We need a holy update from God. Because when you're aware of the culture that you walk in with Christ, everything becomes possible, and not only possible, not only does the impossible become possible, but it becomes easy. It's very easy to sit and talk to somebody in Starbucks. It's very easy to do that. And on Friday night, we were at Basingstoke Churches with them. And we went out to go and pray. And on the left, there were some people just hanging around eating biscuits. And I, because it was a church, I assumed um, that they were coming, not to our service necessarily, but to kind of, I guess, meet together and maybe do something vaguely, religious, Christian, and um, made a mistake there. No, not at all. Um, they were coming for an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. And um, it's it's okay, I didn't walk in on the meeting or anything like that. Um, But I just spoke to this guy and I said, oh, so I didn't know that they were there for this at this point. So I just said, hello, um, you know, what's your name? And um, and, I kind of just asked him, you know, oh, is he from around here? Um, What are you here for? And that's when he told me, oh, we're here for Alcoholics Anonymous. So I thought, okay, well, he told me that he was there for that meeting, and I assumed that because it was in a church building, that it would be a place where Christians would come and obviously pray with people, talk to them about Jesus, etc. So I said, oh, that's awesome that you're meeting here tonight. I said, what should we pray for then? He's like, well, I guess you could pray for my addiction. You could pray for like, all, the, all the guys who are coming tonight. You could pray that um, that, that just stops. The addiction just stops. So I said, "Yes, yeah, sound. You know, just put my hand on his shoulder. Thank you, Jesus, for this one. Thank you that you want to heal him. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for breaking chains. Just help him, Lord. Give him peace. Give him a confidence in your word, confidence in your love, etc. Amen. And he looked really bewildered. I'm thinking, you're in a church, mate. Don't look at me bewildered, you know. So then he just kind of looked at me, and he was like, I just feel strange. I said, oh, um, so when was the last time you were prayed for? I ain't never been prayed for, love. Okay. So this is what happens in churches. Yeah, it's a really funny time. And you know, I just walk around with an awareness that God wants to move. God wants to speak to people. And God wants to do miracles. And I'm not saying that, you know, I spend 24-7 of my time going around and praying for people. I don't. But I try to see those opportunities and I try to create them as well. I walked, over to, I walked over to Rachel. I just started speaking to them. And I don't go after the signs. I go after Jesus, but they just follow. Miracles follow my life. I believe in miracles because I believe in God. <laughs> love from Catherine Coleman. Okay. So I really do believe in miracles in the everyday. And I love what it says in the message translation because it says take your ordinary everyday life. Take your eating. Take your sleeping. Brilliant. Dreams. Tongues. I mean... You know, go places in the spirit at night if you have to. I don't know. Whatever you need to do. Sleeping, eating, walking around, you're working. And you're walking around. I love the idea that we could just, at any moment, meet somebody on the street who needs a miracle and pray for them and see them be healed. I was walking through Warsaw once, and there was a lady there who was really hunched over. And I just said, might sound strange. Can I pray for your back? I've seen back's healed before. Um, She was very shy. She'd actually had... Uh, experience of church didn't seem too freaked out allowed me to pray with her and we sat down to pray and as I prayed for her she, I couldn't tell whether something was happening you know sometimes you can tell sometimes you can't but I couldn't tell if anything was happening and then I said um you know can you sense anything and she said oh I don't know really I'd have to walk around so we we'll walk around then <laughs> let's go so she got up she started and literally as she as she stood up it was like her back just went properly straight so she started walking around, her partner was there, just gobsmacked. Um, and I, I said, Oh, so you know, has this been an ongoing thing? Is this been a long time, a long-term thing? Should I have had a I've had a bent over back for years? Should I don't even know what was wrong with it? And you could just see her little like smile, almost like, am I allowed to enjoy this moment? <laughs> had, is this real? Is this happening? Is this a trick? You know? And she just loved it and we prayed with them and you know, I invited them to church, they didn't come, doesn't concern me because I just I guess I just kind of do what I need to do at the time and then trust God with the rest. Um, Different times, it's different. You know, sometimes I do swap numbers, get people to come to church, or more often meet them or something again. I don't know, it's different with every person. Um, And... So this walking around, you know, I'm doing my shopping or whatever, I'm in the Walsall Town Centre and I come across people. Um, but also, at work, I've been having heaps of fun with Life with Jesus, basically. Um, I am a social worker in Birmingham. Some of you may know about us. Um, <laughs> we have been on the news a lot recently. We were off study recently. Anyone know the program Dispatches, Channel 4? Been on TV recently. I would say woo, but it's not really a woo situation. Um, (laughs) It's more of a, we need to work harder to be better. Help the children, Lord. So, in reality, my job is a very stressful job. Um, I do child protection. I'm in a team that works in central Birmingham. Um, There's a lot of cases that are very difficult, challenging families to work with, um, children who are neglected or at risk, and so the environment can be a place that's very stressful. I work alongside some other teams in my office. Um, and as you can imagine, there's, there's some drama occasionally. Um, so I have a great manager, fortunately, so I don't get caught up too much in the stress. But the last two weeks have been particularly difficult for Birmingham. My manager's um, actually resigning, um, and obviously we were on dispatches, so somebody had come undercover to work within Birmingham Children's Services filmed some footage and basically showed some of the flaws, some of the difficulties. Um, and actually, you know, one of my friends was actually just talking about how stressed she was. Um, and so there's been, a, I guess, a lot of um, uproar from that. and It's been a very difficult time. Um, and obviously, offset is a very stressful time as well. And um, so it's a very difficult environment, if you like. And the reason I tell you this is to kind of set the scene. The Romans 12 scene of what my culture is like, what the mindset is like, is quite hopeless and depressing because we're at crisis after crisis, with the media on our back as well. Um, And it's not a very pleasant place in worldly terms. But, (laughs) behold, the miracle maker. When I walk into the office, the atmosphere changes. Because God sent me, I believe, to this working place about 18 months ago now, He was sending his son, sending his daughter into that environment in order to bring about the the miraculous, in order to bring about a change in that place, in order that when I speak to people, people meet Jesus, not because I'm Jesus, but because when I speak, I speak the words of Christ, and the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. This is really simple gospel stuff. It really is. So... Started on this journey 18 months ago, getting to know people, starting to talk to them. Um, Really, you know, I've had a a really wonderful time with most of them having really good conversations one-on-one, but also kind of wider in the office. Somebody will ask a question. We're in Ramadan at the moment, aren't we? So I get questions about my faith, about my prayer, do I fast? Um, What's my religious routine? Stuff like that um and i remember and some of you may know this story already but one of my favorite work stories was when a girl was sitting next to me she'd been raised a catholic and she started asking me about confession and i said well i just kind of pray on the go pray on the go with jesus apologize love him thank him whatever and she said what so you speak to god yes does he speak back yes what's he saying now Good question. So you got me, got me. So I actually had to take a risk there. And I could have said, well, bail. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Let's go away, pray about it. No, Jesus is actually present with, when casting me a question. So same spirit that lives in me. Environment changed. My culture, not determined by what's happening in the room, determined by who God says I am and who he is. So I prayed with prophesied over her. She was so moved, asking me why there's electricity in her hand. I don't know. Well, there's in your hand. Um, and then the girl next to her, well, the other side of me, started talking to this other girl opposite about how she knew that this was real because I would come back from my lunch break sometimes with stories of people that had been healed on the street at lunchtime. So then my non-Christian friend starts testifying to my other non-Christian friend about the miracles that I've seen on the street because of Jesus. Great. Win-win. <laughs> so then <laughs> she starts telling her about the miracles. And as this is happening, this girl gets up to go to the photocopier and she says... Wait there, it's my turn next. So then she goes to photocopier, comes back, prophesied over this chick, prophesied over her. Just, okay, it sounds like I'm rushing. Um, I just said, well, do you want me to find out what God wants to say to you? Yes, okay. Let me just take you by the hand. For some reason that just helps, don't know why. Took him by the hand and just kind of asked God what he was saying. And for some of them, it was a bit more generic about what I saw for them in their future, the kind of character that I felt like God had put in them. But for this one opposite me, um, God gave me two names of people who'd actually abused her in her past, and she was so moved by it. Um, as you can believe, and um, she started crying. She's a bit of a thug, so it's quite funny. So anyway, as we were walking out of the office on that day, um, I said to her, look, I know that you believe that your life is cursed, but it's not true. And she said, how do you know that? I said, well, God's just revealed it to me, you know, um, so can I pray? And she said, well, um, let me get this right. She said, I said, you don't have to live like that. And she said, well, okay, so what do you mean? And I said, well, essentially, you walk out of one house and you walk into another house, your father's house, the one who loves you. And, um, and, and then no longer does the enemy have a right to your life, but Jesus takes over and has his way. And she said, right, so what do I need to do? And I said, well, you just give your life to Jesus, really. She said, okay, I'll do it. So then she went home and she came back the next day. She's like, I prayed that prayer. How wonderful is that? <laughs> So I've been journeying with her. That was a year ago, and I've been journeying with her for a year. And it's essentially discipleship in the culture because I'm discipling those people who are in my office. I'm talking to them about miracles. I'm talking to them about what I'm seeing. I'm asking, answering their questions that they ask. Some of them are really simple. You know, why do you go to church? Well. Do you, what do you mean you hear from God? Or do you actually see physical miracles? You know, and other things, it's just about doing life with them. I do have dreams regularly about my colleagues, and often they're quite directional. I had one a couple of weeks ago where um, I was just walking with my, one of my colleagues, and we were going to pick up somebody else. And I really felt like God was saying, just do life with this one. Just do life with her. Just walk with her. And then it was funny because she broke her elbow that same weekend so I've been chauffeuring her for the last three weeks so I've just been doing day in day out life with her so it's amazing what God will do and um, the culture in the office has also changed around what they think about God Jesus healings miracles etc to the point where now if they're in pain sometimes they'll say go on then go on then you pray <laughs> I put the limb out whatever limit is go on then you pray you know uh, and sometimes this one girl was following me out of work yes uh, not yesterday the other day with another colleague of mine. And she goes, oh, my neck's been so sore recently. So I just turned around (laughs) like this. And she went, no, it's not hurting now, it's not hurting now. (laughs) I thought, all right, I'll let you off. I'll pray for you secretly so funny. So they just get it. They just get it. And I've just been in a culture where I've I've been discipling these people. I'm just calling it for what it is. Discipleship is doing life with people and pointing them to Jesus. It's not more complicated than that. I believe that each one of you is sent to the workplace where you are. You're sent to the street, the neighborhood, the family where you are. And you're sent as a son or a daughter to follow Jesus and see signs and wonders. And the signs point the way. The signs really do point, they're really helpful, really helpful. So the idea of this is that we have a mindset change. The call this morning is for a mindset change. God, I want to be one of your sent ones. God, I want to be aware of who you are and who I am, more than I am aware of what's going on around me. I want to be more aware of the God of the universe than I am about what's happening. Because what you are aware of is what you will release. If you carry an awareness of the miraculous, if you carry an expectancy of the miraculous, if you testify into your environment, you'll see change, you will see miracles. When David gets up before Goliath, he doesn't just go for it, he says... God's killed the lion and the bear, going to take your head off, feed it to the birds, everyone's going to know that my God is God. Sounds arrogant, but what he's doing is actually saying, this is what God has done, this is what he's able to do, this is what he's going to do. That's a little tip for you from David about what to do when you wake up in the morning. Don't allow those thoughts of tired, can't be bothered, uh, work, Monday, what? Why were Mondays even invented? You know, all of that kind of discussion in your mind that you have in the morning. Don't wait for that. Be a David who says, God, here's what you're able to do. Here's who you are. Here's who I am. And then testify into your Monday morning as I'm driving to work. Thank you, God, for miracles today. Thank you for conversations with Carla. Thank you that... You gave me that dream because you want to speak into her life. Thank you for physical healings, but thank you for transforming that environment through me. Thank you for changing the culture through changing mindsets. Thank you for sending me into this environment. Blah, 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 whatever. It's a half an hour commute, so, you know, a lot can come out. The point is that I testify into my environment. I don't wait till I get there to see what they're all thinking and feeling. It's not going to help. You've got to be transformed. If you want to be transformed, you've got to be more aware of who God is and who you are. Say, I am a miracle. (laughs) That's a good word. Okay, what we're going to do now is I'm going to just give out some words of knowledge that we've had as a group before we came here about people that we want to see healed this morning. And then we're just going to pray for everyone who needs healing. But um, we're going to get you to do it. I'm not going to do it. And these guys are probably going to do some music stuff. So we would really love for you to just get on board. I mean, there's no point in me chatting up here and then you going away and saying that was lovely. The point is for me to talk about it and for you to say, if that's available for her, that's available for me, brilliant, let's go and do it. So we've had some words of knowledge this morning. One of them was about a right knee. So if you've got a right knee that needs healing, you can stand up where you are if you've got ankles that need healing stand up where you are do that now if you've got migraines or repeated migraines stand up where you are if you feel that you um, have problems with your lower back stand up where you are if you have any connection to or if the word caterpillar means anything to anyone please stand please stand if you work for caterpillar if you saw a digger this morning i don't know anything (laughs) just stand if you want Pray. Um, And somebody's got problems with their fingers that God wants to heal as well. It it felt like maybe a wounded finger, something, a problem with the fingers. Is that you? Wonderful. Okie doke. Wonderful. Well, what I'd like you to do is if you are not standing for prayer, then you are praying. You are a sent one to do miracles. So I'd like you to find the people around you. I'd also like you to stand, actually, sorry, before everybody goes. I'd like you to stand up. If you need any kind of physical healing in your body right now, stand up. Because the words of knowledge help, but actually God desires to heal them all. We know that because that's what Jesus said. Go and heal them all. And Jesus healed them all. So it's not too much to ask. So if you need a a physical healing in your body, stand up. You've got five more seconds before I tell everybody else to stand up and then you will not be seen. Okay. All right. Everybody else stand up. Find the people around you. Pray for miracles. Ask what they need. Pray into being. Testify into your environment and tell the body, Jesus, the miracle maker is here. Go.